You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with your host, James Rapine. And James, we're going to start the show with me patting myself on the back and taking a little victory lap. Joe wants to throw. Joe going to throw. And when Joe Burrow participates in OTAs and it shocks James Rapine, what does that call for, James? Oh, you know what it calls for, Mr. Lisko. That's right. Burrow throws Jake woos. I can't wait for next Tuesday now because boy, oh boy, is it going to happen each and every week? No, I'm just kidding. But we did get a woo out of him, ladies and gentlemen, which is a huge, huge W. And without further ado, I will let you continue your victory lap because you called it Burrow throwing. Everyone was so skeptical, yourself included. You said you'd be shocked, and I guess you were shocked when you saw him come out with his helmet today. But like I said on yesterday's show, all the signs, he told Jesse Bates he wanted to throw. He has been throwing. We, we know he worked out with, with Jamar Chase and CJ Uzama in a non-team-sanctioned private workout. We know he's been throwing for about a month, doing, he said, what he did today in practice effectively for about a month. Inside Paul Brown Stadium, throwing to equipment managers, also throwing to Nick Cosgray, the director of rehabilitation for the Bengals, a guy in charge of his rehab. So he was excited to get out there and throw to some receivers. But all the signs to me pointed to him throwing, and I don't always get things right. But like I said yesterday, I just had a feeling. And I mean, talk about your experience. I mean, I woke up and saw, oh, look, Joe Burrow, he's on a bike. I think I saw your picture first. Oh, maybe he won't do anything. Maybe James was right. And then I scroll a little bit further and it's, oh, Joe Burrow, he's throwing. Because by the time I opened Twitter, it was probably 8 o'clock my time, 11 o'clock out there. I think that things had gotten underway a little bit. Oh, yeah. By then, we had seen a bunch of throws and I was putting together my my mix that I did. But um, yeah, it was... uh... It was one of those things where I got there early. I was like, man, Joe might get here early. It was my my strategy of he might throw before practice and it might be one of those deals. And instead, he was the third of four quarterbacks to come out on the practice field. And he was by no means late. And he jumped on the bike almost right away, put his helmet on. And that's when I was like, you're riding a bike with your helmet on. That's interesting. And then he took his helmet off. I think he realized that it, that it was 90 degrees. <laughs> it was going to be a hot one. But uh, yeah, when I knew that, that was when I knew I was like, oh, he might throw today. And then when he was going through the stretches and the butt kicks and the high knees and, and all of these different things, the karaoke's, um, remember those back when you're in elementary school, karaoke's where you alternate feet and, and you're twisting your hips back and forth. No. All right. Well, come on. Jake, geez, I'm t- I take your woo back now if you don't remember the little karaoke steps. Anyways, it, it takes a little coordination to do. But if your knees bothering you, you're not going to alternate your feet back and forth like that. And that's what he was doing. And um, so when I saw that, I'm like, all right, he's probably going to throw um, And uh, I do. I take that back. So it wasn't only that he did do some warm up throws after the bike, but he wasn't stepping at all. It was just straight to, you know, uh, waist up type of motion. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. And honestly, Jake, if if he wasn't wearing his big brace, 
and he's still trying out braces, it would have been hard for me to realize that he was coming back from anything. There was only a couple of times. And that doesn't mean that there wasn't a little hitch or anything like, or not even a hitch, but like you can't tell because of course you can tell, but you wouldn't be looking for it had we not known and had that big brace not been on there. So to me, this is about as great of a day one as you could have for Joe Burrow and OTAs for the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that he's out there practicing with the team this short amount of time later from the injury is is fantastic, right? Like we didn't know we were going to see any of Joe Burrow doing team activities until maybe maybe training camp. And it sounds like, according to Zach Taylor, he will be sheltered. We'll talk a little bit more about the plan for Joe Burrow. I do want to talk a little bit about his mechanics, though. You talked about, you know, he had that big brace on, and it was a, you know, cyborg-looking brace he had on that knee, as you do after you have a knee surgery like that and you recover. But there are a couple things to point out. First is just the good news, right? He's throwing. And why is that important outside of that he's actually getting some practice in? Well, according to ESPN's Stefania Bell, who is their injury analyst, a physical therapist, an orthopedic clinical specialist, a strength and conditioning specialist as well, she tweeted following the video with Joe Burrow throwing that, it's impossible to overstate the value of going through these controlled footwork reps over and over. It doesn't have to look fancy, but the neuromuscular coordination with the football in hand on field with others is critical. So from a rehab perspective, getting that sport specific rehab going. And as she points out, the neuromuscular connection, the brain leg connection and getting those reps in as early as you can, as early as it's safe to, is big. And starting that now, as soon as it's possible for him to really get started with the first OTA, is a big step. And it's all you could have really hoped for after seeing him get hurt in the first place. The other thing I want to point out is I do think his mechanics are a little bit off. I think that's by design. I think he's going through, as and Stefania used the word, uh, controlled footwork. It looked very deliberate to me. If you really, really focus on his legs, it doesn't look like he's really locking out on that left leg a whole lot, really planting with his full weight into it. Like he's planting, but you go back and you watch how he how he threw during the season versus the reps that we have video of. It's a little bit different. You'll notice some subtle differences in the lower body. But again, I don't think this is something to be concerned about. I think it's entirely by design. And as Stefania points out and gives the context, this is an important step in the rehab process. And it's such an important step because we're not even in June yet, Jake. And from a developmental standpoint, Burrow missed six games last year. He also didn't have OTAs last year, didn't have rookie minicamp in person, none of that stuff. So just getting here, working with his teammates, being on the field. I mean, honestly, again, not just Burrow, but his teammates, if I'm insert whoever, Joe Mixon or Jesse Bates kind of referenced this today, and you see Burrow out there throwing and moving, and yeah, he might look a little different, and he's going to have different knee braces on as he looks and searches for the the correct one. It just, it's so much better than him just being on the bike, and it's going to raise morale of the entire team. It'll probably help the coaching staff, and it's certainly going to help Joe Burrow throughout this process, because he's almost there, but what percentage is his knee with the regular season just over three months away. He answered that question, and we'll get to what he said during his news conference 
next. But I got to tell you about Built Bars because Joe Burrow put on a little bit of muscle. I wonder if he's on the Built Bar diet because that is the way to go. They're the best protein bars on the planet. They have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. So whether you love the coconut almond or the raspberry, maybe the mint brownie or the peanut butter brownie, you got to go to BuiltBar.com. Check out all the flavors they have. And they're all covered in 100% chocolate, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, perfect for you in your fitness journey. It's going to help. I'm telling you it's going to help. I've used Built Bars for years long before they sponsored Locked On Bengals, and you should check them out right now at BuiltBar.com. And when you order something, because I, I know you're going to order something, make sure you use promo code LOCK15. You're going to get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. James, you teased it just a minute ago. Joe Burrow putting a percentage of health on his knee. And I got to tell you, James, I thought you did a great job in the Joe Burrow press conference today. I liked the questions I heard you ask as I was watching it live as the Bengals streamed it on YouTube. So good job. Give yourself a pat on the back there. I gave myself one earlier for predicting that he would be throwing. You can give yourself one for asking some really good questions in the press conference, but one of the biggest headlines coming out of this press conference was that Joe Burrow said his knee somewhere between 80 and 85% on his road to recovery. The first thing I like about this, Jake, is he's honest. The second thing is he basically said, all I got to do now is just get it stronger. And, and that's the next step to, to getting back, you know, and going from 80% to 90% to, to 100, which is obviously his goal, hopefully for training camp. And that's a great place to be because all of the, the grueling part, all of the, the pain part, of rehab, it's probably over. And this is a lot of, not that it's not going to be sore at times, but this is going to be a lot of strength and conditioning at black sheep performance. It's going to be a lot of throwing with his teammates and working out and, uh, and just being evaluated. And, and maybe he'll go to Dr. Neil Elitrash one more time before the season to, to get full clearance. I assume that'll happen, but, uh, man, that's, it's, it's a good, spot to be in because I'm sure right now he doesn't feel that limited if at all. And the thing he's most worried about is this stupid brace on my left knee that continues to get in the way and in adjusting to life. Cause that would be, that would be a big adjustment. I think that would be one of the, the tougher parts of this moving forward. Cause you're not going to want to take that brace off for quite some time if ever. Yeah. And I think one of the other hard parts for him in the immediate in the now is something that you asked him about is, you know, can you go as hard as you want now to try to push this and get back? Or do you have to stay patient? And he told you, I have to stay patient. Can't push too hard at this point. There's still good days. There's still bad days. Sometimes it's sore. Some days it feels good and you push it hard. But he talks about, you know, they have a good rehab plan. They have a good rehab team. He's got the support structures he needs. And obviously he's going to push it as hard as he he's able to. And that's why he's throwing already. And, you know, he's not taking days off when his family goes on vacation. Right. And that's why he's throwing on day one of OTAs. But it does sound like for him, his nature, you know, he said, I'm a guy that likes to push the limits. I like to work hard, go above and beyond. I couldn't do that with the knee. I had to do what the doctors told me to do. I couldn't go too fast. And it's always challenging. I think when an athlete like Joe Burrow has to deal with this sort of rehab where that's, the biggest challenge they're so used to, 
in their athletic careers going so hard all the time. And Joe Burrow, we know, is a crazy competitor. For him to have to take a step back and slow down and follow the regimen, I'm sure that was really challenging for him. And I think that's why you heard him say, you know, the hard part's done now. Now it's the fun part. And the fun part is going to be a lot more throwing as far as Zach Taylor is concerned. Basically, what we saw on Tuesday is going to be what we see from Joe Burrow over the next three weeks. And that's awesome. And we're only going to get to be there on the next couple of Tuesdays. But plenty of more Burrow video will be on the way. I'll tell you that. I have my camera ready to go. My my iPhone and scope, Jake, and we'll watch number nine sling it, and I'll make sure that everybody can see that. But the one thing that I, I thought was really interesting from Zach Taylor today is the fact that he wanted to make sure nobody was even close or near Burrow, that he didn't want any loose balls around, and, and it makes sense. But I got to be honest with you, and maybe this is just because I wasn't you know, a football coach, and I'm never going to be a football coach. I didn't even really think about that. And and he was like, oh, we made a concerted effort to make sure there was nothing within like 10 feet of him or, you know, 20 feet of him, because you got you got to protect the the precious cargo. Yeah, here's a Zach Taylor quote. And I'm amused by this quote. Anytime you see a ball roll back there, anybody standing within 10 feet, I was yelling at them to get away. I mean, (laughs) talk about social distancing. We've been talking about that for over a year now a ball rolling back near the quarterback's feet, somebody, you know, standing somewhere nearby. They, they put the running backs in motion or out wide when they were running their passes. Joe Burrow didn't do any handing off of the football. He just did shotgun. Did he take anything from under center, James? I believe I heard that he did not take a single snap from under center. He was just working out of the gun. Yep, straight out of the gun. So, so no opportunities for feet to get tangled on a center quarterback exchange. No opportunities for a running back to clip Burrow coming out of the backfield as Burrow's dropping back. A very cautious approach. As much of the bubble wrap Joe Burrow until week one approach as you could take while he still gets some work in. Because the guy wants to work. And as much as Bengals fans reacted, and I did see some of this and said, put the guy in bubble wrap. Don't let him out there until week one. The the guy's got to work. He's got to get the offseason work in to, to... enable him to take that step forward we're looking for. And he believes he's throwing the ball better than he ever has in his life and continued practice between now and the regular season can only help uh, progress the mental reps and and continue to take those physical steps that he feels like he's starting to take this off season. OTA reps are one thing and I totally get the bubble wrap. I do wonder though, because right now Joe looks like, absolutely ready for week one could be ready for the preseason he mentioned hey I, I want to be out there during training camp if he's out there during camp I wouldn't be shocked if we saw him during the preseason and Zach Taylor kind of dodged the question said hey I'm, that's light years away I'm not worried about that right now I do wonder if we see number nine and, and not that it'll be extended time but three preseason games I wouldn't be shocked if we see him for a half I mean, he said he would like to get out there for a series or two in his press conference. Zach Taylor said, you're right. Yeah, exactly what you, you mentioned, James. It's it's a long ways away. The amount of conversations we had about practice today was Zach Taylor's response. You think we're ready to talk about the preseason? You know, when we're, we're trying to figure out what the hell he's going to do today. <laughs> I, I mean, I get that 
from Taylor's perspective, for sure. I also get that, you know, Joe wants to get out there. And of, of course, Joe, you know, Paul Daner asked him the question and Joe responded and said, you know, it was never that I didn't want to play in the preseason. I just don't know if that's the best thing for me in my recovery. But he went on to say, I would like to get a couple series before the regular season. And, uh, you know, we'll have to talk to ownership and coaches about it to see what they think, to see if they're on board. Uh, because, you know, Joe's always going to want to be out there. He's always going to want to play football if he has the option to do so. But at the same time, I think he has the awareness of the situation he's in, of the state of his knee, and the fact that he's not the only one that needs to be involved in that decision making. And you heard Zach Taylor echo that a little bit with the way he responded to that question, too. Joe Burrow, however, believe it or not, was not the only player at OTAs today. Every single veteran was there. We'll talk a little bit about everybody else at Bengals OTAs coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA playoffs now well underway. The New York Knicks are in the playoffs. I didn't even know they had a winning record. If you pay more attention to basketball than me, you might make some money on some bets. Bet online has you covered. They've also got the Stanley Cup playoffs, Major League Baseball, UFC, MMA, football futures, anything sports related. BetOnline.ag will have you covered. Go check out their current contest, their sign-up bonuses. And we've got a sign-up bonus for you with the Locked On Network. Use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up at BetOnline.ag and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Joe Burrow is not a full participant in OTAs yet in the sense that, you know, he's not throwing off platform yet. He's not taking snaps under center. He's not going through handoffs. If they do get into any 11 on 11 situations, he probably won't be participating, at least with anybody in the backfield with him or with a live rush. I don't even know if they can do a live rush right now, actually. I don't think they can, but that doesn't mean the rest of the players at OTAs can't be full participants. Reportedly, all veterans were in attendance. Travion Williams didn't practice. He said to be day-to-day. And on the rehab field were DJ Reader, Rennell Wren, and Trey Hopkins. Reader and Wren coming off the same injury, although Wren got hurt much earlier along in the process back in training camp before DJ Reader suffered the same quad tear type injury. I think it was the, the quad tendon rupture for both of those guys so hope that they are on their way Zach Taylor says nothing alarming just normal rehab work for them Trey Hopkins also working his way back from his ACL injury in the last game of the season full participants in practice James were CJ Uzama great to see him back from his Achilles injury in the early part of the season last year Trey Waynes back as a full participant in practice after he was unable to practice with the team at all last year and also of note Jonah Williams a full participant in practice and I'm forgetting one other person who was injured uh Joe Mixon of course was a full go in practice so all of those guys key contributors starters back on the field others on the rehab field working their way back but 100% attendance kudos to Jesse Bates who credited Joe Burrow for some of his work with this but sounds like Jesse Bates as a new NFLPA representative for the Bengals was instrumental in working with the coaches to get all these veterans to Cincinnati for OTAs. It's huge. It's huge for a few reasons to me. One, 
this is such a make or break season for some of these coaches. And so you don't want to have any excuses. You don't want to leave any bullets in the chamber for lack of a better way to put it. And that means doing every single thing you can do, which could be as simple as just some OTAs where you're, you got some helmets on, right? And you don't have pads on or anything like that, but getting these guys together and all the defensive backs went out to dinner to Ruth Chris, by the way, on Monday night. And you, you just, you want these guys to not only get along and be happy because they just got paid right in, in most of these scenarios. Cause there are a lot of free agents over the past couple of years that have signed in that defensive back room, but you want them to build a rapport and uh, on both sides of the ball, the fact that there's everybody in attendance, right? Every single person is there. That's, it's just huge for what they're trying to do, which is honestly, Jake shock everybody. If the Bengals are going to be good this year, they have to shock everyone, even us to a degree. Like, I think it would be shocking if they win 10 games. It'd be pretty surprising given uh, their current state, but is there a path to it? There is. And it starts with Burrow's knee. And then after that, both sides of the ball just being much better. And if, if they're in sync and being here in Cincinnati and OTAs helps them get that, um, or brings them a little closer towards that, then that's, that's great. So one, I love that they're here Two, I hope they all stay healthy or continue to, to rehab and get healthy. And who knows, Jake, maybe this is the start of the Disney movie where, uh, the the team all comes together and they're 100% participants in voluntary OTAs and the quarterback's coming back from injury and there's all these things against them in a really tough division and the coach is on the hot seat and they surprise people. That would be fun. It'd be great for us, man. I, I mean, I've said before on this podcast, I would love to cover a winning football team. I think about the few wins that I've gotten to do post-game shows on in the Zach Taylor era since I took over this podcast after you originally left for Cleveland before your return. I want to do a season where I get to cover more wins and losses. I, I can't even say the same amount of wins and losses anymore because that's so unlikely to happen unless this team manages to get another tie into the standings somehow. I, I just, yeah, I mean, I would love it if that Disney dream becomes our reality. And this is a time of year when you believe it can Zach Taylor saying, you know, this is a team that's on a mission and you certainly hope that's the case hearing the players in the locker room. It really has a feel very different to last year where we saw all this news about divisiveness and whatnot. And I'm sure this is a concerted PR effort to some point, but it has a feel of a cohesive group in the locker room. It has the feel of guys that are there for each other. Trey Hendrickson's comments about how accepting he found this locker room to be upon his arrival in Cincinnati, kind of backing that up a little bit. And, and DJ reader, when he's talking about why the veterans showed up, he's saying, you know, we were four and 12. I, I don't remember the exact record, but we don't want to have that again. We wanted to respect the league and show solidarity, but we knew we had work to do as a team getting around the guys together. So there's this theme of unity in the locker room of drive to bounce back from a, a dismal year last year where fans, I think had higher expectations Four wins was certainly below our expectations before the season started. I mean, it was the low end, I guess of the range of outcomes that we talked about in the preseason. Right. And so this team has a bad taste in their mouth. And they seem very motivated at this point, but I would certainly hope they would be as professional football players in May. 
coming off the season they had with the quarterback they have leading the charge, coming off the ACL and out there for day one of OTAs, you just have to hope that it translates then into wins and only time will tell about that. But I, I don't think you could ask for much else as a start. Getting Joe Burrow out there for day one of OTAs, getting to see him throw. Hey, he was even reportedly throwing deep balls later in the practice after the media wasn't allowed to record anymore. So a lot of very positive signs on day one of OTAs with a long way to go to the regular season. And one last quick note, Joe Burrow worked out with Jamar Chase afterwards through some extra reps and uh, routes out there. So one thing that's good because they're trying to reestablish their rapport. Clearly, they're not satisfied with, hey, I got you here, Jamar. Now let's go uh, sip some Gatorade. We got through practice. They're clearly hungry, which we expected. But obviously going to benefit a guy like Jamar Chase to run as many routes as possible. He hasn't played since last January. The other part of this, it's not like Joe Burrow was on some kind of throwing limit, <laughs> right, where he's only going to throw so many throws during practice. No, he, he was like, hey, I'm going to stay after and throw with Jamar. And I think that is sort of noteworthy because we really didn't know what to expect today. And just because we're here, he's throwing doesn't mean there isn't a max or a cap. Well, if there is, it must be pretty damn high. And my guess is that there isn't one since he worked out with Jamar after practice. Must have been a good knee day for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati as <laughs> OTAs are underway. We have you covered every step of the way the next couple of weeks. We'll talk about some more OTA eyewitness observations from Mr. James Rapine on tomorrow's episode before we gear up for our regular mailbag on Thursday. Until next time, Bengals fans, who day and have a good one.